Hello, world, and welcome to Shelley's Plum Line. Truthful talk on tough topics, hosted by Dr. Shelley Stewart. You know, a couple of the most popular episodes of Shelley's Plum Line was episode one of season two, the final interview with Eddie Kendricks of The Temptations. A lot of folks also liked episode two of season two about Shelley's life scouting for musical talent on the Chitlin circuit. So to kick off season four, we're going to give you more stories about Shelley's life in music. Look for episodes on Sam Cooke, Ray Charles, Lou Rawls, and Otis Redding, just to name a few. Shelley was also friends with Bobby Womack, Aretha Franklin, Bobby Blue Bland, Junior Parker, and Isaac Hayes. Now in today's episode, we're going to talk about Shelley's friendship with Riley King, or should we say, B.B. King. Yep, the B.B. King. Stay tuned, you're going to like it. Now, Shelley started broadcasting in 1949, and he has been on a journey to discover the truth for humanity ever since. And at 89 years of age, Shelley still sits down before the microphone as he pursues answers to tough topics, challenging us to change the experience of being human and our outlook on humanity. Ladies and gentlemen, I am honored to present the oldest podcaster in the world. Get ready. Here is Shelly. Welcome to Shelly's Plumline. We're happy to have you here today. I think that what we're going to be talking about in this season is the truth about the real life of yours truly and lives of those that I've been able to touch. Uh, they've been able to touch me. Coming up as a little boy, I think I've told you this before, I witnessed my mother being killed by my father. I've told you that before. It's on early episodes. I've told you about times in my life that I've stood on the corners wondering where I was going to go. I mentioned that as well. I, I think I mentioned me taking a trip to New York City when I was just 18 years old. Stepped off the station there, stepped off the train, that is, at the Penn Station, not knowing where I was going. I had $36 in my pocket going into New York. I walked with my little shopping bag, stepped on the IRT 7th Avenue going uptown, and I stayed on there because all of the Negroes were on that train. And I stepped off of it when I saw most of the Negroes get off 125th Street in New York. I told you about that. I, I've also told you about other things. I've told you about times in my life that the... Ku Klux Klan cut the radio tower down in 1958 because of my bad habits of bringing people together. Black people, white people, brown people. I've told you about that. But that's something that I didn't mention to you. During my career, 
uh, more than six, five, 65 years on the radio, I met so many people who were in the entertainment business. All of us had similar, similar, I mean, honestly, similar background, one way or the other. I recall 1958, somewhere about 56, 57. I think I put it right on target, 1956. I had met this guy before because he was a friend of a guy named Johnny Ace who recorded at Duke Peacock Records. He committed suicide in 56. He had recorded Pledging My Love, The Clock on the Wall, Saving My Love for You. A guy named B.B. King was on that label. There was Don Ruby there in Houston, Texas. We, (laughs) B.B. would travel with old car. (laughs) Oh, it was ragged. Showed up in Birmingham, Alabama, at a little place called the Madison Night Spot. And he had this guitar, and uh, Monroe, the owner, called me and said, Shelly, would you be an MC for a B.B. King? Who in the world is B.B. King? Anyway, they brought one record. <laughs> Played that one record, and lo and behold, there I was at the Madison Night Spot, and he played this darn thing. He named it Lucille. He came off stage and came out in the yard and said, 
You Shelly the Playboy? I heard Don Lobby talking about you. You playing my record? Yeah, B, B. Now, what's your real name? He said, well, my real name is Riley. I'm Riley B. King. Uh, I, <clears throat> Shelly, I was on the radio, too. Well, in Memphis, Tennessee, I saw you, Kitty. He said, I was born in Mississippi. <laughs> well, so he said, I got to go back on stage. So he goes back, goes on, finishes that show. Months later, B.B. had to come back to Birmingham and uh, perform. But the promoter had also booked him in Mobile, Alabama. J. Earl Hensley was the promoter. And he asked me if I would open the show in Mobile for B.B. King at a club down there. I said, oh, yeah, I was ready for that. In a car, at that time, there was no freeways. <laughs> we got in the car, and B.B. had the old bus they had the band. Off we go down Highway 31 to Birmingham to Mobile, Alabama. B.B. King, Earl Hensley, guy driving, I don't know his name, Shelley the Playboy Stewart. There we were, on our way to a gig in Mobile, Alabama. Could not stop at a service station because there were not any rooms, restrooms for you. So you had to wait until the car passed by and run off the road and get behind a tree. Then we had to do that a number of times. But in the meantime, we were just getting in the car singing, talking. He talked about his past in Mississippi. I talked about my past in Birmingham, Alabama. B.B. said, my name is Riley King. I said, my name is Shelly Stewart, not Shelly the Playboy, Shelly Stewart. He said, I'm Riley King. You can call me Riley, and I'll call you Shelly. We were together. So, off stage, we would call each other the Riley. Out public, we would say B.B. But that is the relationship. We got somewhere between Montgomery and Mobile. And I told him about my past on my mother being killed by my father. He began to tell me about him being in plowing in fields in Mississippi, how he had to work in the fields and come up, how he played the guitar to entertain himself. And I talked to him what I had done to entertain myself in a basement in Clyde Smith's house in Birmingham, Alabama, who was a white dude by the family that I was living with. He looked at me and said, man, you did what? I said, yeah. And uh, he said, well, your mother, what do you know? I said, well, I was just five years old. Yeah, I knew mama. I said, one thing I do know, one mama, she carried us to work, ride us in a little thing, a little buggy, Bubba and I. And I do know that she would sing a song. <laughs> he said, what song she sang? I said, she sang, Precious Lord, Take My Hand. He said, my mother sang that song too. That's my favorite song. 
And he reached and got that guitar between us, and he started playing it. And we started singing, Precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on, let me stand. Precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on, let me stand, I'm tired, Lord, I'm weak, I am one, Sit alone, thinking of my mother at home. I can see her in that old, old armchair. Take my hand, precious Lord, lead me on. When darkness, darkness appears, oh, precious Lord, linger near. When my life that bonded my life with B.B. Riley B. King and I. A year or so later, B.B. did a song, which <laughs> uh, I hope that we are able to find it and do it for you today. Why I Say the Blues. That song is a historical song for all of us who are happen to be African-American or blacks in this country. In some way, it has touched all of us. No matter from Mississippi, New York, Los Angeles, Miami, that was recorded back in 1957-58. I do know that. I do know that we talked about it when he recorded and came back to Birmingham with it. And man, did we ever jump with it. Turn the house out with why I sing the blues.
songs B.B. King made, but much of it was from the heart, speaking about uh, love. Matter of fact, it was B.B. King, Riley, that said to me, Shelly, I'm a blues singer, but I love, what? Love. I love my woman, but I also love God. I love Jesus. So the blues singer, some of my songs, oh, I love my woman night and day, but at the same time in my heart, I love Jesus. I said, so love is the key with you. He said, everything that I do is about love. He recorded. I got a sweet little angel. I love the way she spreads her wings. <laughs> yeah, you may have heard the song. So many songs, so many things that we've done together. So many things that America has probably misinterpreted. It was about bringing people together. This show is not necessarily about only B.B. Riley B. King, but I had the opportunity to be with so many. I go back with Solomon Burke. I go back with Joe Jackson, Jackson Five. I go back 
the old Edna Burke, no Jays. We did a show with the Temptations to go back to there. I go back with Sam Cook, which we'll be doing a podcast on Sam Cook with Brooke Benton. And I don't know what you called. It's just a matter of time. Marvin Gaye. Oh, we were friends. Otis Redding. These were friends of mine. And I'm trying to call names. I don't like the name drop. We were just plain downright good friends. Otis's widow, Zelma, there in Lincoln, Georgia, this day, will say that Otis and Shelley were very close friends, very close. As a matter of fact, I did serve as Otis's PR director for a while. So, our relationship, why we all sing the blues. I played the blues, but at the same time, I love people. I love people. I cannot love those who, someone say, how can I love love God who I've never seen and hate my fellow man? So, why, I guess I'm here today is to hopefully bring people so we can talk together. I'll share experiences with you. And you can join us. We would love to hear from you. So, the day is not over. There's some songs that will be played. I is going to be played and being played throughout the program today that you are going to enjoy. There's one that we're going to close with today. I ask that we really do it because there's one that we did in the back of that car between Birmingham and Mobile, Alabama. But the times after that, we have played the blues, folks. Why we sing the blues. B.B. King, of course, he's no longer with us. He was able to draw across racial lines. Matter of fact, he said to me before he passed, Shelly, I had to play the chitling joints. You know that. You played them with me. But now I play to people throughout this country. I play at colleges and universities. And I do not hesitate to say why I sing the blues. It takes both the black and the white keys on the piano to play the Star Spangled Banner. And B.B. takes Lucille and he can name black and white, brown, yellow, all on that thing, but it plays the Star Springer Manor. So here we are on this episode of Shelly's Plumline, saying we love America, America loves us, but we'll still continue singing the blues. It ain't over until it's over. That's your side, that's my side, and somewhere in the middle, there's the truth. Precious love, take my hand, lead me on. Let me stand I'm tired Lord, 
I'm weak I am one Oh yes Through the storm Through the night Lead me up Lord To the light Take my hand This episode of Shelley's Plumline was written, produced, and edited by Dr. Shelley Stewart and Mark Jamraz. It was produced by Stewart Production at the Plumline Studios in Sterrett, Alabama. If you are a fan of Shelley's Plumline and you like what we are doing here, please remember to subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Give us a review and share this podcast with others. Learn more about this week's podcast and see photos, articles, and artifacts of Dr. Shelley Stewart's amazing journey through life at Shelley'sPlumline.com. Follow us and continue the conversation on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. This is Mark Jamraz. We'll see you next week. Keep sharing the love, and we'll all grow stronger. Precious Lord, lead me on. When darkness, darkness appears, oh, precious Lord, linger near. When my life, my life is all, all. Hold my-